the land beyond the Jordan. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. So why did Peter drop his net and follow Jesus? Just the act of dropping his net was a monumental thing. That net was his livelihood. It was his treasure. It was his life's work. He had spent his daytime hours learning how best to use it to catch fish. He spent his nighttime hours mending it, restringing it strand by strand, calibrating it to do an even better job in the waters the next morning. For any of us, his action will be comparable to walking away from the job or career that we've known for years. Not only walking away, but leaving behind everything we built up during our time on that job. He not only left behind his security, he left behind what he always believed would be his legacy. Why in the world would, we, would he do this? Perhaps it was because Jesus was such a charismatic figure, he could not say no to him. But I wonder if it was that for the first time in his life, Peter was given an invitation. He was given a choice. A choice to do something different. A choice to follow and perhaps to help create a different way of being. A choice to go on an adventure that could change him and perhaps even change the world. Jesus gave Peter his first and only chance to go into the regions beyond. Most colleges and seminaries have a motto, usually three to four words, that aspires to capture the essence of the school's identity and mission. My seminary was no different, and its motto is, into the regions beyond. Each time I reflect on that motto, one person invariably comes to mind, a woman named Lottie Moon. Any of you who grew up Southern Baptist will remember that name. As children, we would put our pennies and spare change in little blue mite boxes throughout the year so that in December, we could all march up to the front of the church and proudly present them as part of the Lottie Moon Christmas offering for foreign missions. Lottie Moon was the closest thing we had to a saint in the Baptist church. She was revered for giving up her comfortable life in Virginia to become a missionary in China. She was a young single woman in the 1800s who wanted to make service to God her life's work. The choices available to women in those days for such a life were extremely limited. Her expected path, of course, was marriage. She wrote two articles for the Religious Herald, the Baptist newspaper in Virginia, in which she argued that Southern Baptist women should be allowed to be paid to do religious work. Lottie learned that the Southern Baptist Church was looking for a single woman to serve as a missionary in China. She volunteered, she applied, and she was accepted. While she did feel a sense of genuine call to China, part of the reason she went was that it was the only option available to her to become a paid religious professional. Like Peter's fateful encounter with Jesus on the lakeshore, it was the only choice she had. 
and like it did for him, it was a choice that would take her into the regions beyond. Notice how Matthew introduces Jesus' call of Peter and the first disciples. He does it with our Old Testament lesson from Isaiah today. In the latter time, he will make glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. Through this way of framing the story of calling disciples, we see the call of these fishermen through the lens of God's vision, which is a global one. Peter was about to embark on an adventure that would take him from being a local fisherman to becoming a global missionary, often a reluctant one. His movement into the regions beyond would not just be a geographic journey, it would be a psychological one and a spiritual one as well. Peter had to overcome his strict adherence to Jewish purity laws in order to baptize a Roman centurion named Cornelius. He had to learn how to be humble enough to change his mind and even change his heart. He had to yield to a new way of being, even to a new way of loving and embracing those he once thought of as unclean heathens. Lottie Moon went deep inland to the rural places in China where the men did not want to go. She lived alone as a single female in a remote village in a foreign land, something unheard of at the time. She was the only one available or willing to speak or preach to groups eager to learn about the Christian faith. When she was criticized for doing men's work in preaching, she wrote, well then, send me a man and I'll stop. Lottie Moon experienced a conversion much like Peter's. She moved from seeing the Chinese people as godless heathens to seeing them as beloved children of God. She began to see herself as a fellow native on a shared journey of mutual love, mutual learning, and mutual companionship. Epiphany is the season of light when we celebrate that the initial spark of light from the Christ child matures into doing nothing less than lighting up the whole world. Today is our annual meeting, a time when we celebrate the ways over the past year we have joined Christ in shining both a lot and a little light into the life of our parish, our city, and our world. It's also a time to reflect on this new year and pray about and discern the hidden places where we can cast a wider net and perhaps light a new candle. We can look to the examples of St. Peter and to Lottie Moon, who did much to shine the light of Christ into the forgotten corners of the world. But they also had the humility and the courage to invite Jesus in to illuminate the hidden corners within their own souls. May we have the courage this year to join Jesus and them in being vulnerable in the regions within and then embark on a new adventure as we go out together and shine his light into the regions beyond.